Game 5, Duncan Go Nuts. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. Holy shit. Game 5. After lap... After game four, on the last episode, I was so pissed off just because it was like it was just not a fun game. It didn't feel like the finals. That felt like the finals. That was a fucking great NBA finals game. Oh, it, uh, yeah. If you haven't listened to episode, the episode about game four, don't because we, we both thought the Lakers were going to win. And we, we, were were, we were resigned <laughs> to the fact that we want to see a better series. We'd love to see it go to six or seven games, but because the dominance on team defense, LeBron being LeBron, 80, putting up enough solid stats and playing well enough, they were going to win. But they probably will still win. I don't know, man. Jimmy Buckets, again. How much does Jimmy Butler have left in the tank? That's probably the question, honestly. Because he played all but like 48 seconds last night. It's incredible. When there were 46 seconds left in the game, and he was at the... underneath the basket on on the stanchion, like you could tell he was ready to be done. He was so, his energy, and that's a guy who, again, we have to give so much credit to for how much energy he puts into every second of the game. There are so many players, a la James Harden, who will just kind of (laughs) slough off and kind of do their thing and are really talented and, and can get up like crazy shots and that kind of stuff. He games the whole entire time. He is on the entire time. He's not always playing incredibly well. But these finals, I mean, he's. I think at this point, he's been the second best player in the finals. It's close between him and AD, probably. Because because like Butler had Game Three, and now he's had Game Five. In in my opinion, Butler has been. He's been better than AD. Yeah, I would it's, say better. Yes. In my, it's close, but it's also not that close. Right. Like I. I want to give respect to AD because he has been playing very well. AD has been playing very well. But Jimmy Butler's been playing, as you said, and I want to keep saying it, banana buckets. Banana buckets. He's been playing banana buckets. Dude. So when when he got tired at the end of the game and he had to shoot those free throws, I was worried for him. Because you get tired, your form kind of worsens. I thought he was going to hit front of the rim. But he made he went 12 for 12 last night on free throws. So I'm going to deviate for a second because this is kind of a funny anecdote. My wife, who like puts up with our basketball shit, and i got to give her a lot of credit. <laughs> she One of her things that I think is hilarious, uh, since, I've, since we've been together and obviously she knows my fandom for basketball, she doesn't understand how NBA players basically don't hit 100% of their free throws. Like, she just doesn't get it. She's like, you go in the gym, you make a free throw, it should be fine. You should be able to make it, no matter the situation, even in, in – Paul and I have tried to explain in-game situations, playing like with a with it a is, really tough opponent, that kind of stuff. There's all these different effects that, yeah. that the game can have. You never know. But I got to give a shout out to Anthony Davis. He's shooting 100% from the free throw line in the yeah. finals. Jimmy Butler shooting yeah. 92%, almost 93% from the free throw line in the finals. Crazy stats. And, and that that's bubble. Right. And I mean, if you think 12 for 12 is easy, go out and try it. Go down to the park, go to a local gym, if you're the only one in there, and try to shoot 12 for 12 on free throws. You probably won't do it. I'd probably do 2 for 12 on a good day. <laughs> and that's if you start counting after the first make. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, when you are just wiped, you've played 47 minutes of championship basketball, and then you have to go two for two, that's tougher than it seems. And two for two, not like, I've played a lot of minutes, my guys came up, and now we have a five-point lead, and I just these are just icing on the cake buckets. The, yeah. It's not, these matter. It's not like we're up by five or seven. Yeah. And these would be nice. These are like... If, if if I don't shoot, if I don't make these, we're fucked. We're going to lose. We're, and we're going home and the Lakers win the championship. Yeah. Everything was on the line. Everything was on the line. And I wonder if that's where the, being in the bubble does make a difference. Because the noise level in an arena for those free throws would be insane. Just absolutely insane. Whether it's a home arena and they're cheering for you, an away arena and they're booing for you. But in the bubble, you just go up and it is more like shooting in a gym. Yeah, it's... I think that's one thing. And there will be, I think, a lot of probably, you know, ESPN has all of their analysis they do and spits it right. There will be some different organizations that break down specifically, like, very advanced stats for the bubble versus outside. Yep. Again, like Paul and I were saying last time, there should not be an asterisk on this bubble at all. No, everyone's playing in the same environment. Yeah. So... Um, I hope that doesn't ever become a thing of like, oh, well, they won in the bubble. They, I mean, they won. Right. Whoever wins is because they played better basketball than the other team on a neutral court. In my eyes, that's championship basketball. And, you know, I think we could have predicted the Lakers. The Lakers would be one of the teams from the West that could easily make the finals. Right. You and I both thought the Clippers, but... But we also didn't think it was out of the realm of possibility the Lakers would make it. No. Just smaller probability, but still, yeah, not insane. In the East, I think Miami was a surprise. But you know what? Again, like Paul said, they all play in the same environment. I mean, kind of shame on Milwaukee for not taking advantage of it because they, on paper, they were the team. They should have done it. They had they had the best team. They had like they had Giannis. Man, this is two years in a row. I thought my or Milwaukee was going to win. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to get fooled three times in a row. Next year they'll probably win. I'll like I'll choose some dumb team to win the championship and milwaukee will go win it so breaking down the game though specifically the thing that was so fun is it was lebron and jimmy butler end of the game going at it it reminded me of kind of a better version well i'm not even sure better but like a better version of when jamal murray and um uh donovan mitchell went at it yeah, and I mean... But this is just, everything on the line. There's so much more pressure here, and the buckets were so much harder to come by because, I mean, Utah's a good defensive team, but they're not outstanding. They're not Miami. Denver is fine, but they weren't known for their defense. The Lakers and the Heat are both known for their defense. That's part of the reason why they're in the finals. And so getting a bucket is so much tougher. And I'll even, I mean... I think when talking about defense specifically, I have to give a lot of credit to the Lakers because we've known the entire year that the Heat team is one of the best defensive teams in the league. Their big, I mean, their big issue has been offense. Right. But the Lakers, we've known them. They've been a solid defensive team, and maybe I haven't been paying enough attention, but they've really improved. And I feel like they finally have that kind of defensive mentality. It's not just... Oh, we're down. AD or LeBron will go and get us a bunch of points, and we'll be fine. It's no every possession counts. I'm going to play good defense. I'm going to switch when I need to. I'm going to 
um, alter shots. I'm going to draw fouls. I'm going to do what I have to do to impact the game. It's been cool to see. I mean, the role players have really improved, especially in these finals. KCP yeah. again last night for the Lakers. KCP played well. It, But, I mean, you said in the title of the show, Duncan Robinson. We have to talk about Duncan Robinson. I just – shout out to Duncan Robinson. Shit. That guy started in D3 basketball. And, I mean, he played there for a year, went to Michigan, went undrafted. Now he's with the Heat. He was a two-way player last year, right? Yeah. And now he's – Starting in the NBA Finals. And he's... I mean, we've seen him improve in these playoffs. We've watched his improvement in these playoffs. Like, that guy just... He works hard. There's a there's a quote from Steve Nash. And it says... Uh, it's something along the lines of... If every player worked as hard as I did, I wouldn't be in the NBA. And I kind of feel that way about Duncan Robinson. And Jimmy Butler, to an extent. Like, Jimmy Butler just works his ass off and you have to think that that's what is feeding these guys to do better i mean again as a timberwolves fan jimmy butler has a notorious reputation of being an asshole to his teammates but this is a situation where he came in as the guy unequivocally he was in minnesota there's cat there were some other things going on with the franchise right but with the heat jimmy butler is the guy and then you have these younger players who are like, okay, he's proven. Let's learn from him. Let's see what what's what he's all about. And they've bought in. If you listen to Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow talk about Jimmy Butler, they basically are like, yeah, he's hard on me. He can be kind of an asshole. They don't say that exactly, but but yeah, but you know what? It's made me a better player. So it's, it's kind of like being a parent in a way. And but like, yeah. this is what's good for you. You might not like me for for it right now. But when it pays off in the future, you're going to be like, all right, they knew what they were talking about. And through it, I mean, they have earned Butler's trust. He trusts those guys. Yeah. Butler, after the game last night, said how how important Duncan Robinson was and said he's going to be important the next one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he lets Tyler Hero take shots with a minute left in the NBA Finals. And Tyler that Hero, is trust. Tyler Hero made two clutch free throws, too. He did. I mean, it's end of game. The, the Heat won by three points. Right. And Tyler Hero had two free throws at the end of the game. With like a minute 13 or something left, it was yeah. not much left. 20-year-old no, rookie. And look, you know, Tyler Hero has, he has shown he's a rookie. But that, like, but he has overperformed. But the ball's on that he, rookie. <laughs> the ball's, the thing I love about Tyler Hero, he has made some mistakes, which again, he's a 20-year-old rookie. But the fact that he's fearless and the fact that his team is okay with him taking those shots shows the chemistry they have, camaraderie they have. Those guys trust each other. Yeah, and some of that's just organizational too. I mean, we said it before, but just the Heat culture and that Heat organization, they allow players, they put them in a position to have their best shot. And if it doesn't fall or something, they make mistakes, they don't hold against that player. They're like, all right, get out there and make the next one. We haven't given a shout-out to this person yet uh, so far. Shout-out to Eric Spolstra. Oh, yeah. Seriously. The coaching job he's done, not just this year. You have to look at since LeBron has left Miami, every single year, even if they haven't made the finals, even if or, sorry, the playoffs, even if they haven't had a winning record, every team he has coached has outperformed expectations. Every team. Yep. Every single year. Everyone. He has taken teams with rosters that you look at and go, Huh? To like 35 wins. 
Yeah. If I they mean, were in Minnesota, they would win 17 games. But Eric Spolstra <laughs> coaches them to 35 they, they wins. They win 17 games if it was like a 100-game season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 come on. How many did they win if they were the Hawks? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Eric Spolstra has been, I think, one of the best coaches. He's top five for sure. Yeah, I think top probably three in my opinion, but... We can go there later. Maybe yeah. during the offseason we'll have some more lists and and rankings Re- and stuff. But Regardless, shout out to him, though, for just being a great coach. And a great staff. And like Paul said, great organization overall. I mean, Pat Riley has put together, he's put together quite the organization. They've really yeah. shown to be the most consistent organization in the East over the past decade, for sure. Oh, for sure. Unequivocally. But, um, yeah, as far as last night, I guess – Kind of wrapping up the wrapping everything up with some stats. Yeah, so Duncan Robinson went seven for thirteen on threes, which is just absurd. <laughs> I think I saw a stat where he. I mean, it's a very like specific stat, but is it the ESPN <laughs> cherry pick stat? <laughs> it's a cherry pick stat, but the last player who had played in the D League or G League, I guess now the year before who scored that many points in a finals game, yada, yada, yada. Gary Neal in 2013 with six threes with the Spurs. So, like, I mean, Gary Neal was a good basketball player for the Spurs team. Yeah, he was. So, Duncan Robinson at 26, being able to score seven threes in a finals game, yep. that's a 20, big deal. 26 points total. Yeah, I mean, he was the second leading scorer in the team. It was Jimmy Butler with 35, then him at 26, and uh, Kendrick Nunn with 14. Your boy, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn played okay last night. He played okay. He shot the ball pretty well. They, they suffered through two games of bad Nunn. And then good Nunn came out. He had none for him. And <laughs> now he does. Ah, that was terrible. None more puns. <laughs> the thing that sucks about last night is, for the Lakers, is they should have won the basketball game. And I'm not going to like put onus on Danny Green for it because the shot he had at the end of the game to win it was a shot he would make most of the time. It's a shot that, if you're the Lakers, you're okay with him taking. And you're okay with him missing yep. it's, at the end of the day because it is it was like the best available shot. People were upset with LeBron for not trying to shoot it, but he's like, I'm going to... LeBron is so smart, has such a high basketball IQ. While he wants to be the guy in the end of the game... He also wants to get the highest percentage shot with the highest probability he wants to, to win. win. It's exactly. Like, it's like we're saying with Tyler Hero. I mean, the Heat have put him in a position where he's going to take that shot, right? And if he makes it, awesome. And if he doesn't, they you live with it. They don't hold it against no. him. I mean, the, the only thing I would say as a critique is the Marquise Morris. That pass. Whatever that was. Whatever that was. Mar- I mean, Mar- to Mar- me, like, drive Mar- and try Mar- and draw Morris. a foul at the end of the game. Markeith Morris had a terrible game. <laughs> he he scored zero points and had three turnovers, including the very costly one at the end of the game. That was bad for them. But LeBron was so good. That's what's, what's sad for the Lakers about the game is LeBron and AD both played so, very good basketball. So, as well, like, as good as Jimmy Butler was? Yeah. LeBron was better. He was better. Which is which is insane because Jimmy Butler played a hell of a game. And then you're just like, oh, wait, 
LeBron James did what? <laughs> this freaking LeBron James, man. He scored 40. He scored 40. And I, I think what that tells everybody is it shows the, the true greatness, I think, of Jimmy Butler. I think he's, I mean, he's in his prime. He's, I think, around, I think he's 30-ish. Yeah. So he has a few years left of good basketball. I mean, LeBron's 35 in doing this. But it's also LeBron. It's LeBron. <laughs> I, I don't think it's fair to compare anybody to LeBron. But LeBron, is, I mean, so Jimmy, I think because the Lakers lost, even though LeBron played as well as he did, and it was close, Jimmy Butler deserves so much credit. Oh, and I oh, hope yeah. that he gets the credit he deserves as a standalone player going forward because you know who didn't get to this point? Kawhi didn't get to this point. Giannis didn't get to this point. There's a lot of players who didn't get to this point that we would expect. Paul George didn't get to this point. Paul. <laughs> Just because his name is Paul doesn't mean he's good. Millsap. Millsap. Okay. <laughs> there will be no Paul Millsap slander. I like on this Paul podcast. Millsap. It's just Paul, funny to bring Paul it up Millsap because is my boy. I'll yeah, fight for him. Paul gets very upset if there's any Paul Millsap slander. Paul Millsap's a G. Paul Millsap is a G. He didn't have a great year in Denver because he's getting older, but he is a G. Yeah, he also got paid like thirty something million dollars. So, so even more G. Great for him. Yeah. If I could underperform at my job and get paid thirty million, I would do it. I would underperform at my job and get paid a million. <laughs> I would overperform <laughs> to get paid a million. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, I don't know if there's much more to be said, but what a great game. I'm super interested in game six tomorrow. I look, we could be saying this for two more games, like, or one more game, I guess. I look for the Lakers to close it out tomorrow because I just don't think but I mean, Jimmy I'm... Butler can do it two games in a row. He's shown it two games this series, so he could do it for another game. But I think as tired as he was at the end of that game, there's only two days in between. There's not the three oh, days yeah. rest. I just think the Lakers have enough weapons. Yeah, I mean, Butler needs to get some rest. You, you just can't play 47 minutes in a finals game. But he's going to. And so will we see the productivity slack off? I don't really know because he, he always gives it his all. But unless you have Duncan Robinson do close to what he did, last night which is possible they, and Tyler Hero shoots a better percentage and is more productive gives you prior on 20 points and Bam is more consistent I don't think they're gonna win the best case for the heat is that Goran Dragic's foot magically heals and he comes back it is a possibility it sounds like it's possible that he comes back for game six and look at this point they might just be like stand on the corner and just shoot open threes yeah because it, he's better than Kendrick Nunn the best case, the realistic best case scenario for the Heat, aside from Goran Dragic, is that the Heat are up by so much in the fourth quarter that Butler gets some rest. They're up by like 15 points in the fourth quarter. LeBron's pulled himself out of the game because he's too frustrated. Butler goes and gets some rest, and he only plays 40 minutes in the Heat win. The best case, yeah, I, I, would, I would add on to that and kind of be more specific and say the Heat are up by about eight at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, and they grow the lead. If it's and they grow the point, lead, and it's like Tyler Hero and, um, Duncan, and Duncan Robinson, Robinson just going absolutely ape shit, just each basically trading off threes, which is possible. It's not. It's not improbable, honestly. Yeah. Or or Bam scores a bunch of points. Bam. Because we yeah. haven't really had a Bam statement game yet. 
And it's, it's so unfortunate. Again, we talked about this before, but because I just I wish he hadn't gotten injured because he showed so much momentum in that Boston series. It was insane. And so, yeah, I mean, look, if you have if you have Bam scoring 25 to 30 tomorrow, okay, that's a different story. Right. Yeah, because Bam scored 13 in game five. But at the end of the day, I think the X-factor player for the entire series, including both teams' rosters, is Anthony Davis. So, I mean, game five, LeBron drops 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. That's a great game. Davis dropped 28 points, had 12 rebounds, which we'd say we want to see more, and 3 assists, which is... Which is good, but if Anthony Davis would have scored 31 points, 32 points, they would have won. Right, I mean, that that's easy to say in hindsight. But it is, but he, it's the point we've been making, though, early... He, he still shot 9 for 15 overall. Like, he, he played a really good game. Right, but I think what we said before, because we both agreed on, is if LeBron is LeBron... Which he was. Which he was and will be. If Anthony Davis can get 30 points or more, they will probably win the game. That basically held true for this. They would have won that if is, he had more than that 30. Is, that is true. Again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but... He needs to be more productive offensively. In fact, I want to see Anthony Davis get 40. He can do it. He can get 40 on any night if he wants. I want to see him go out there. I want to see him be super aggressive offensively. He needs to draw fouls. He needs to get Bam in foul trouble. If they want to win, that would be their key early. I mean, to me, I'm not getting mad at AD about that game. He shot 9 for 15. Rondo shot 1 for 7. Kuzma shot 3 for 10. Morris was 0 for 2. Crusoe was 1 for 3, which is whatever. But, like, the 1 for 7 and the 3 for 10, that's bad. It is bad. But at the same time, and I, I'm i not mad at AD for that game, but I'm not overly impressed. I think the reason I hold him to a higher standard is because he's better than those other guys. Right. So yeah. he needs, like, he has had a really good playoffs. And, again, he's shot perfect in the finals from the free throw line, which right. is a really cool stat. But I want to see the dominance because he's shown it. He can be dominant. LeBron James will dominate, but he needs to be dominant. Right. And I mean, it, so AD had as many he had as many attempts shooting attempts as KCP. You want to see AD have five to ten more shots than KCP? Yeah, and I think he gets a little reluctant sometimes. I mean, he's a good three point shooter, so he can he can hit the three. But I would love to see him just be more aggressive in the paint early because he's good. He's really good. So how many times is he going to fall down if he shoots from the paint? It's going to be a lot. <laughs> the AD fall counter for game six. I think an advanced stat we'll have to work on next season. So we're not going to have any results on this for probably a year. But I think it needs to be. Is AD in, in the games that AD is the best, does he fall down more? That's maybe maybe the more stat. Maybe the more he falls down, the better he is. Because maybe it's because he's better. He just Again, falls down more. NBA front offices, we're available. We are available. <laughs> if you'd like some of these riveting advanced statistics, that's right. we are available. Do we shove AD after the play? <laughs> <laughs> you just have a ball boy there like, fuck some shit up. Come on. Let's mess it up. Man. That was, that was a great game. I'm looking forward to game six. I'm, I'm so pumped. Um... Paul. Matt. 
Okay, so I want to bring this up because this is kind of a feel-good thing that I, I really I really love. We talked a bit about um, billionaires in the last show and one of my tangents I like to go off on. Um, if any of you haven't seen, so Delonte West, who played for the Cavs for a long time, played for the Mavs, um, he has had, he's fallen on some pretty hard times. He's had a battle with drug addiction and he's become homeless. He was, um, in Texas, I think in Dallas. And he was basically out with like a cardboard sign asking for money. And his photo went viral and people were like, this is Delonte West. Holy shit. He doesn't look good. Yeah. So my big shout out for the day goes to Mark Cuban because what that guy did is he literally drove, found him, picked him up, talked with him, and is paying for his treatment. And he shared a photo yesterday of Delonte West on like riding a horse at the facility or whatever. And it was like, hey, Delonte wanted me to let you know that he's doing better. That's a real one right there. I mean, yeah. Cubes is a multi-multi-billionaire. He doesn't he he needs to act like he cares. He doesn't actually have to fucking care. No, I mean, how many owners would actually do that? Are we are we saying legitimately or <laughs> maybe a couple? Steve Ballmer might do that, honestly. Ballmer feels like Ballmer's a real, a real one, too. one too. He might he might do that. <laughs> he might scream a little bit too when he does it, but that's okay. <laughs> but not many. There really aren't that many. Very few. Yeah, shout out to Mark Cuban. I mean, yeah. to and, recognize somebody going through that struggle, first of all, because a lot of billionaires are so detached from reality, and to drive himself out into a situation that he doesn't know about and help out a guy who played yeah, for his team. instead of just sending someone else. Hey, go pick up Delonte West. Right. But shout out to Delonte West, too. I hope he's... Getting the help he needs. Cause... Yeah, I hope he does better. That's, you know, addiction is so, so tough and so many people go through it. And I hope he gets better and I hope he can use that to, you know, not only better his life, but maybe other people in the future who are suffering from it. So, yeah. Shout out to Delonte West. Shout out to Mark Cuban. That's right. So, Paul, do you have any fun stats for me today? Any, any fun guesses? Things for me to guess so I can sound like a fucking idiot every time like I do? All right, what is the best plus minus a player has had in a single quarter since ninety six to ninety seven? So this the is the best plus minus. Oh boy! Uh <laughs> so, so plus minus is basically when they were on the court, they their team outscored the opponent's team by this many points. Right. So in a quarter since ninety six to ninety seven. Right. Wait, in 96 to 97 or no, since, since? Since 1996, 97. Sure. So this team would have been a very dominant team. Oh, I don't know. Any, I mean, any hints? Is it, was it, is it in the past five years? Was it 20 years ago? So there is a five-way tie at the top. Oh. Okay. 32 is the plus minus That's that crazy. five people have. Right. Thir your team outscored the opponent team by 32 points in a quarter, which is insane. Uh, we'll start with 
probably the player that I know the least about, Eric Williams in 1996 playing for Boston. Sure. Yeah, I don't. Sure. <laughs> That's fine. There's going to be some OG Boston fans if anyone ever uh, hears this, which they probably won't, but that'll be like, Eric Williams. Goddamn fucking Jagoffs didn't know about Eric Williams. <laughs> well, no, we didn't, no. sir. Sorry. This this happened in 1996. All right. I was paying attention to Michael Jordan and the Power Rangers, so that's basically what was <laughs> happening. Uh, another person in here that you're like kind of like, sure. Courtney Lee in 2017 playing for the Knicks. What? Yeah. I mean, so look, I guess that, I mean, it makes, you think about it and you're like, okay, that sounds insane, but the Knicks are just perennially terrible. So... Courtney Lee leading a Knicks team against someone on a random night three years ago. Sure. I mean, it, it doesn't, it's yeah, I, the, I get it. The funny thing is he only played 10 minutes in the quarter. He didn't even play the full quarter. <laughs> He's, he scored 11 points in 10 minutes and the team went up by 32. They were playing Toronto. So Toronto that night just uh, arrested everybody apparently. Because Toronto wasn't bad in 2017. No. No, they were a playoff team. Just an off night. It happens sometimes. All right, the next three are going to be like, these guys make sense. Okay. Do you have any guesses? I said his name a lot last time, but I feel like Steph Curry. Steph Curry is one of them. That the yeah. war, Those Warriors teams were so dominant, it, it seemed like he would have had to have been one of them. 2017 against Philly. Played it, all played all 12 minutes. He scored 20 points in 12 minutes. LeBron? LeBron is not in the top. Wow. Michael Jordan? Nope. Okay. Kevin Durant? All right, we're just going to stop James with the guesses. James Harden? No, we're just going to stop with ah. the guesses because there are so many good basketball players, really. Shaq? Teron Liu? <laughs> it's not Toronto. <Lou. laughs> nope. Shaq in 2002. Okay. Lakers versus Dallas. Sure. He, again, it was weird. He only scored seven points in the quarter, but just the team. Yeah. And then our boy, Jimmy Butler. Oh, sure. Jimmy Butler in this season, November of last year, playing Houston, scored 13 points in the quarter, played all 12 minutes. Had plus minus a 32 for the quarter. That sounds Houston, familiar. Houston's one of those teams where they can get really hot or really cold. So they just must have been super ice cold for a quarter. And Jimmy played all 12 minutes. So it's kind of a, a fun Jimmy Butler stat. To end it's an interesting out. stat line. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to Jimmy Buckets. And um, he was a good player even before the finals. He was. <laughs> he was. So, we'll watch game six tomorrow. And be back with all the hot takes Do you have a date necessary. tomorrow, Paul? No date. Just Paul, Paul is single and ready to mingle, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I am going over to Matt's house tomorrow night to yeah, watch the game. Yeah, buddy. We'll have to figure out some... Hey, so before we end things, a couple of things that are kind of basketball related, but really aren't. So, I want to give a couple of shout outs. I have no idea where he's going with this. <laughs> the first shout out. A lot of our game time food sometimes. 
I'm sure now that sentence didn't make any sense. Oh, all right, all right. Smokey D's Barbecue in Des Moines, Iowa, who have so nachos are Paul's favorite food, and they have the most dope barbecue nachos. They have great barbecue nachos. Shout out to Smokey D's. They also have really great um, burnt ends. chicken wings, burn ends. They're so good. Their mac and cheese is really awesome too. My Smokey kid D's loves is it. Dope. And another shout out. To our favorite game time treat. Dairy Zone. DZ Dairy Zone on the east side of Des Moines. I, Dairy east Zone. Side tradition. Which is their, like. It's, it's on the It's, it's, it's on, on the, the billboard. Yeah. <laughs> Dairy Zone is like a better Dairy Queen. It just is. Their, Dairy Zone is amazing. They have, like, seasonal favorites. If you're from the Midwest, you'll understand what I'm about to say. If you're not, you probably won't, but look it up. They have, in the summertime, a puppy chow they call it tornado it's like their blizzard puppy chow tornado yeah it's amazing it's dairy zone that has tornadoes yes so, uh. <laughs> so anyway shout out to those two local places that fuel our game watching experience are we gonna get dairy zone tomorrow night i mean i, I think we kind of have to now. Kinda, hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah all right all right well uh what a great game five we're looking forward to game six and I honestly don't have anything else. Thanks for listening. This has been Basketballers. Basketballers.